Hey, I'm Jake Bradbury. And I'm Will Blank. And we are 20th Century Fox, a film collective that produced 16 short films. And for each film, we made a behind-the-scenes podcast. If you want to avoid any spoilers, you can find a link to the short film in the description and watch it before you listen to the podcast. All right, let's go. Hey. hey. We're back for another podcast. About, um This time, the about The Purge. 20th Century Fox podcast. That's right. About The Purge. Um, all right, so then how do we come up with this one? Well, this one was a last-minute uh, idea after 3001 didn't quite work out, and we were trying to finish that today, that day. But instead, we were like, eh, how about we do something else that's really quick and really easy and a one-er? Um, well, you guys were thinking of augmenting the 3001, right? Or mm-hmm. is that what you just said? Oh, yeah, so, so three th- just for context, um, the 3001 short was... A short film about a guy who wake who's in the future and he's getting up and going to work and it's all the same bullshit that you have to deal with when you get up and go to work in 2018. In 2018, like a piece of eggshell falling into your fried eggs, eggs. and then the too much trash in your trash being can. out of laundry, like all yeah, sorts just of stuff. All of the stuff you got to deal floor. with now, like the future is here, but it's just terrible. And it and it and it just never worked. We didn't <laughs> yeah. shoot anything with actual future stuff, and right. it was really lazily done, and so we gave up on it. But that was our last video. Was that? What, didn't you have one feature? I was just putting sound effects on all the normal appliances. <laughs> I so. thought you had automatic like garbage yeah, like can lift. The, yeah, the garbage can. I added like the sound of That's pneumatics to it and stuff, and it was just like a stupid plastic cover that had pneumatics. And then people sound. kept saying, "What was it?" They were like. Oh, do you have uranium or something? Or like oh, yeah, plutonium. we were trying to do it all with words and stuff. And it yeah. just was too distracting that the visuals ridiculous. never It needed production up. design and it needed like a lot of Anything. VFX. So um, there's got to be like one key element to a futuristic uh, production design that like maybe a production designer would come on and be like, oh, all you need is this. Yeah, right, like, to make it feel like a the production future. designer would have been able to do that. We just didn't think about but it. But we so, didn't do anyway. That was a digression because like everybody's we, wearing those visor glasses. Yeah, they done. Tried future. done. Yeah, we Where tried we to do it. On we tried to make it work. It didn't work. And so for our last short, we needed to come up with an idea, mm-hmm. but we wanted it to be simple. We didn't want to have about eighteen thousand different setups right. and yada yada yada. So how did we come up with? The Purge specifically. Oh, I have no idea. I can't even remember. Dude, <laughs> I want to say that that was my brainchild. Okay. I was all about the fucking... All about The Purge. I was all about doing a small um, uh, small amount of shots or something. I think you were talking about like mm-hmm. one shot or just mm-hmm. something quick. And then we mouthed off and then The Purge idea came up. It was around Halloween time, I think. Well... Yeah. It might no, have but been, I think that just the idea just I don't know where it came from. It might have been rem- spun out of three thousand one because three thousand one is like about getting up and going to your job. Oh, mm. he's talking to and his boss. And then this one he's he is it it was job related. But I remember one. specifically linking whatever you guys were talking about to the purge as kind of like, Oh, why don't we just like riff off of that? Yeah. And then came well, what about a guy who doesn't uh who can't go to the purge? Right, right. Who wants a, to it's go? It's a big holiday. Yeah, it's a big holiday for everybody, but he can't go because his boss just, you know, he really needs him there at work. <laughs> I, I think in my mind it was Best Buy. Yeah, it well, is that's Best where, Buy. That is, yeah, like the where floor, he works. out on the floor. Yeah, so yeah and Scott helped write some of the dialogue, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, for the boss, uh, and we used my real boss's 
name at work. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we wanted to do it as simply as possible. Mm-hmm. Something that we could do Jesus, in a one What the fuck, man? He's playing Alejandro's, with a fidget spinner he's and he dropped it. He's playing with a fidget spinner and he's dropping it all over the place, interrupting our podcast. Um, and picking it back here. up again. Well, what else are you going to do with this fidget? Get this out of my sight. You're making more noise. Um, <laughs> it's okay. It's exciting for the people at home. They never know what's going to happen next. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> that was a bunch of noises. Um, There's a seal in here. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, we're yeah. actually on the beach, guys. Okay, so we did it. <laughs> yeah, we were like, "Yo, this is funny," but we weren't sure how we were gonna reveal it. Right? It was like yeah. we were con- we were questioning what was the best way to reveal that it was the purge. Mm-hmm. I was I thought it was gonna be at the end. Oh, good. Yeah, we have uh, some sound effects. We have courtesy of our neighbors who have their who has a car alarm in this day and age. I don't know, but this is a new one. This oh, is the good. same one from this morning, so awesome. it's cool that it's That moved. was going to be a short back in the day, remember? Because you had a neighbor that always had his mm-hmm. alarm yeah, going well, off. You'll be, you'll, you'll be happy to know that that neighbor's car alarm Does doesn't not go, go off, off anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> of, of some vigilante justice right. on my part. <laughs> anyway, we digress. But I think... A uh, couple of wire clippers? I remember, what did you do? I remember playing... Left a note. <laughs> And we were playing the clown in this one and then going again to the costume store and trying to find all of the pieces for it um, and getting the gun yeah. and the knife. Where is this costume store that you keep going to? Oh, like there are a couple of them, man. I had, to, I had to learn yeah, about them. Glenn, that's all kind of Glendale is. It's yeah, just like what the... Halloween shops that's and right. costume stores. It's Dude, party, st- LA, party stores. Yeah. LA, the valley in, in general, not to segue, is like the best for last minute projects oh, i did yeah. a, a music video once and it happened to be near easter and we needed a bigfoot costume and a live baby bunny wow and we got what both of those <laughs> near portos we got both of those the outfit the bigfoot outfit and easter bunnies that they were actually selling live bunnies we returned it uh within uh i don't know a couple blocks of each other wow you could get anything for anything here. That's awesome. Pretty much any day. L.A. and New York, you get anything anytime. Oh, really? New York yeah. is the same way. I think so. Maybe not bunnies, but definitely like. I just thought that was so random. And then you keep coming up with all this, you know, on the day, random props and things. Yeah, props are so important. They're just like, you know, I had this like airsoft gun that I took the orange tip off of, and that's the gun that we use. I remember the sequence that I had to do where I had to pick up the knife, sheathe the knife, check the knife. And then put that down and then like cock the gun. There's this behind the scenes video of that. And I look so badass. You look like <laughs> doing it. Like the dude from uh, Taxi Driver. Yeah. You just look like a total stone cold psychopath. Total stone cold psychopath. And that's the whole thing behind The Purge, right? Is that normal people turn into psychopaths on that one day. Has any of us watched The Purge? No. And none of us have seen The Purge. That's no, the best no, part. That's, the yeah, Purge just know is the just one big high concept. Yeah. Yeah. That is what that it. movie is. I don't need like to see it. Four or five it's just the high concept. Long now? Uh, yeah, it makes so movies. much money. It makes. I think it. I think they shot the first one for like, I don't know, a million bucks or something, mm-hmm. and it made 30 million bucks yeah. or 100 million or yep. some ridiculous amount. So Lord it's now. become one of the most lucrative 
franchise. Horror franchises. But uh but yeah, so we did it. Oh, we, we wanted, wanted you to so and we wanted it to be badass at the beginning. Mm-hmm. We wanted to like sell the um the world with that first shot where we reveal the title. I think well, that was purge, just stolen from Dawn yeah. of the Dead or whatever. Yeah, I think the Purge Black Friday is such a good name. That was yeah, such so. a good name. It was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which plays into the Best Buy thing that's never mentioned. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, we wanted it to be really goosed up. We wanted it to be really cool and badass mm-hmm. so that once the phone rings, there's this just like it takes all the air out of it. Deflated. It becomes completely something else that you were not expecting. Um, and is funny therein. <laughs> yep. This is another funny. character one that I feel like you actually get to know him really well. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then even further, when he answers the phone and is just mm-hmm. bummed that he has to go to work, mm-hmm. which is kind of like, I think a, uh, a lot of, I used to work at Blockbuster when I was in high school, and if The Purge had been around back then, a, a lot of the employees probably would have watched The Purge and so would have connected in that way. Like, what would I do on that day? Well, fuck, I probably have to end up working on that holiday and maybe gotten a bump <laughs> yeah. at Blockbuster for that day. But I would have rather been running around killing people or something like well, that. I think you work in sales and customer service or whatever, and you just do end up hating people and wanting to kill them all. So it's like Relatable very on many levels. Um, yeah, but also, he's oh, excited to, about something like this. To the point of character, though, because we off camera, off podcast we're talking about what makes characters interesting and which one of the shorts have are which shorts are successful and which are not and i think with this one character wise and all of them it's because you can see some shade of yourself in it that it works right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because even if the plant guy in constant gardener is absolutely batshit insane you recognize the over-the-top love that we might have all experienced for a pet or a toy or something. True. And, or, or in The Wizard, the total sociopathy that we all adopt when we're dealing oh, with yeah, NPCs yeah. in video games. We just beat the shit out of them, we steal from them, we do all the things we would never do to a real person. So it's finding a common ground. Um... Highly relatable trait. A highly relatable trait. A is it just a, a and for the purge, it's having to go to work. Having on a to holiday. go to work when yeah. you don't want to work on a holiday. Is that is that a, called a, into a, work. a quick way to character uh, character building? I think it is. I think yeah. that's the okay. most important thing, and that's the key element. Is that there's something deeply, deeply relatable that you see yourself in the character, and because you see yourself in them, you become them by proxy. I think this is the key and what we should take going forward and use every single time is just finding some kind of human thing about the character that's very universally relatable mm-hmm. but also spe- ultra specific. Mm-hmm. Like I think for instance with episode 1 and Tracy hitting on you Jake mm-hmm. in that one what's so deeply relatable is that we've all fantasized about going up to someone we're attracted to and you know making a move and some of us have done it but all of us have felt the anxiety about making that move so mm-hmm. it makes her re- relatable and you know i guess not for all which one? Oh, when she hits on jake oh but see but i think uh that's a gender thing for me is that it's harder for me to relate because usually uh i'd be hitting on on somebody hmm. not somebody hitting on me 
Well, but I think that then you would still so identify I immediately put with... My, I identify with Jake in that situation, and I'm like, oh, this is a weird situation hmm. where I don't... I, I watch that, and I don't necessarily identify with what she's doing. Okay. Even though I guess I, I hear what you're saying. But I should, but... I'll just... There's a different example that you won't argue against. So when Tracy <laughs> is uh, in Girl Interrupted, and um, she basically... Uh, the first thing you see is her swiping on Tinder... In her, oh, I, you know, I totally, dressed down yeah. clothes, you know, and mm-hmm. we're like, okay, we see her, but not only do we see her, we see her, we get it. We've there done are that. multiple ways of connecting with that character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, so maybe there's like over time, you get more shots at it. Yeah, yeah. In a smaller amount of time, you get like one or two shots, so you have to make it more general of a connection. Uh huh. Um, is maybe the principle there because. Mm-hmm. With the come on over, which one was that one? Yeah, that's girl interrupted. Girl interrupted. interrupted. There were several different parts where I'm like, oh yeah, I know about falling asleep and then waking up and seeing a text and be like, oh, and then realizing the text was sent a long time ago or something like that, and yeah, getting yeah. excited and like, I know those kind of things. So there's multiple spots where I could be connected, but there's other parts that I may may have lost me character wise. Mm-hmm. But you get a chance to to bring in more audience over mm-hmm. time. And I don't know what... Sorry, do you want to say? No, that's okay. I was just trying Through to get back character. to the purge. Through character. Oh, I don't know what is <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're talking about the purge. I don't know what's going to be more interesting with the character you described of, like, the king or whatever, right? You see the king just eating dinner or, you know, eating a, a really not fancy meal or brushing his teeth mm-hmm. or something. After... Or before you see him talking to millions of people mm-hmm. from his mm-hmm. rooftop or from his uh, so porch, I like the king's speech. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So from his veranda. So I don't know if it's more effective and you connect more to the character if you see that after or before. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? I do get what you're that, saying. That, that'd be an editing thing where I'm like, well, I don't know what's better actually. Maybe it's better to see him sit on the veranda and talk to millions of people, or you know. And then cut to him doing brushing his teeth. Brushing his teeth. Because you're like, oh yeah, he does that big thing. He does that thing. But and yeah. with that context, now we see him doing something that we all do. Mm-hmm. He's just like us. He has to fucking mm-hmm. brush his teeth, or his teeth will fall out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So uh, back to the purge. Um, <laughs> one of one of the most uh, one of the best parts of this is the visual visual effects. So I want you to talk about that because out that window there was literally nothing there. Right, and what did yeah. you add, and what? How long did it take? Uh, was it? Well, that was well, the just thing. the trees. I mean, mm-hmm. that's yeah. why the natural we, environment was right. there. But that's why we didn't. That's why we shot in that up angle, or down angle shooting up, because we didn't want to see. We couldn't actually deliver on there being real mayhem yeah. in the streets or bullets flying, because my visual effects skills are not there yet, and so. Oh, you did all that yourself. Yeah, 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 I just did everything. So, so there's a couple visual effects things. One is that fire, which was just stock footage that you found, Jake, and then mm-hmm. I just overlaid it into the thing and masked out the window and stuff. And um, helicopter. And then the helicopter was just an image that just got bigger as it, you know, went it forward. And uh, and that sells the scope and the scale. It is easy for easy for us to actually do it. And then um, and then the bullet holes in the window. Mm-hmm. 
which also sell the reality, connect the outside to the inside. And the explosions in the eyes. The and then, and then the yeah, eyes. the reflection and the scene. That was the, real. The, the, the uh, God, you know, the that gun was real, guys. shots in the eye. Practical. With, with the, uh, what's it called? Uh, with, the, with the huge explosion reflected in Jake's eye. The one thing I've always wondered about that physics-wise is if it's right the way I did it. Because I feel like... I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like actually... It moves with your head, but it shouldn't move with your head. Right. But I don't know how else. It's okay. It's and funny it maybe because it's so rare both eyes. that people would actually see that in the real world, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they don't have a point of comparison, basically. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so. And how many times do you see um, reflections in people's eyes in general and whether or not they're moving with? Now, I mean, I don't that, get close, that close to people's faces. Alejandro, yeah. that push-in that you do in the beginning, or the, during the whole thing, basically, how did, how, did we, how did you do that? I think it was skateboard. Yeah. What was oh, it? Was it? No, we removed everything uh, we did away from ironing my window. Board. Ironing, ironing board. board. Oh, yeah, ironing skateboard and a skateboard. And some bullshit on top of the skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had marks to hit, and I was pulling focus. Actually, it's amazing yeah. how it looks the way it did because I was hobo pulling focus yeah. from marks that were really hobo primitively focus. put onto the lens. Did you have to lens. stabilize any of it? And then I stabilized everything. You did. Okay, great. Because I remember it being like so wobbly, wobbly. I was like wobble. unusable. Um, if you didn't stabilize that, uh, that's, be amazing. A, that's a hell of a job we, we did with uh, on a like a mattress board and a skateboard. That's but so see, that's also like these new tools that have come up that can make things feel really um, of a higher production value. Like mm-hmm. stabilization oh, is yeah. so so killer these days. Like and you gimbals, can now gimbals use... are so tiny. You can put them in the palm of your hand now and just do like an amazing gimbal shot. Oh, well, that or just post-stabilization. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is like you could just shoot it out on a, on a wonky setup and go into post and just stabilize it mm-hmm. um and you could get a pretty nice dolly shot out of it i'm not saying it's gonna be perfect or whatever but that's you know that's what we did here and the idea about the purge too was to we shot in a widescreen aspect mm-hmm. to make to, it feel like a film yeah to Hollywood give it more film. of like a action uh suspense thriller piece and what i like about this too is that it's the only one that's like directly parroting Something else. Something yeah, else. That's true. And there's something nice about that. I don't know. None of the other ones do that. And then this one is like a, it's a choice. Parody. Yeah, yeah, it was it's like a we just thought this was a good enough idea. That's why but, it should be the almost maybe the last one in the series. We haven't really thought about that, but we uh, we put mm-hmm. also with that dolly move. There there was another layer to it where we were pushing in as we were being drawn into your world, and then once the you get the phone call that ruins everything, we actually pull oh, away. Yeah from you reflecting your own def- like we're deflating mm-hmm. the actual excitement and of- then of course i love the stupidest part of it which is the reveal of the the nose oh yeah little- yeah <laughs> there's a nose that was such a nice reveal so uh for the purge uh the editing was pretty straightforward I yeah imagine. yeah there's just the visual effects was a huge pain in the ass mm-hmm. but then then because really we couldn't- it was how long did it that take <sighs> It was tough. I mean, it it was tough with my job, and I feel like I had to learn some new skills because I had to wrap the... On Jake's eyeball, I had to learn how to wrap the Mm, image uh. across his eyeball, but also track it to his eyeball at the same time. Um, So the edit wasn't... But the edit itself wasn't bad. Uh, Just make the beginning look cool, and then... 
hold on for the back half. Are and those, then, oh, sorry. what's up? Are those skills that you, um, that, that are concrete? Like, or are they like one-time use and then you're going to forget them? They're, con- they're concrete because I had to use stuff, do stuff like that all the time in my job. And a lot of, um, cause I'm, I'm a by day an assistant editor and, uh, and so I have to do a lot of temp visual effects. And so I would learn, and it all comes down to tracking, which is just figuring okay. out how to, yeah, f- uh, track the movement of whatever thing you need. In this case, it would be Jake's eyeball track the movement of his eyeball and his face and then put the image on top of that tracking data so that's applicable over and over and over again for so many different things screen replacements blah 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 um and uh but then sound because we didn't really have much visual stuff going on we wanted Mm -hmm. something visually Mm -hmm. but it had to rely heavily on the sound design and the soundscape and so i had to write a little story in my head as to what was going on outside because it starts off with you know just hearing gunfire and stuff and then you somebody shoots at a car the car crashes into a mailbox and then gets out and starts firing and then the other person shoots a rocket launcher at that person which then explodes everything and then you just hear general mayhem and then there's a lone gunman that's just walking down the street, just like firing at everybody. And then that's who fires at the dude in the window at the end. That's kind of cool, actually. Yeah. So I, I was like, I was like, story. I need to know what the story is outside yeah, so that so I can. So much more intricate than I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it sounds was. like random shit, which maybe yeah. means I didn't do my job that well. But no, I, it doesn't sound like random shit. Yeah, it oh, seems like there's something I'm just saying that happening. I. I don't break it down in my head. I'm just mm-hmm. watching it, but it does sound like something's going on outside. Yeah. It's, it's cool to know that you had a whole um, idea behind it. Like yeah. Because uh, otherwise, it, it, it just made it easier to keep adding things So if I knew what the story was. It was mm-hmm. like the spine that I could build everything off of. Um, and, then, and then that was just searching for the right sounds, more or less. Messing with the EQs to make them sound outside as opposed to inside. Um, and also finding the right sounding machine guns because there's a lot of gun sounds, but there was ones that spoke to me that felt really <laughs> crisp and I liked the way that they sound sounded. And I tried to give different guns, have people have different bullets for different guns. And the the music I got from uh, Soundstripe, which is this um, great like membership. Uh, annual membership thing, uh, like a sound library and uh, and a music library, that I could just go through and find like the perfect soundscape for it or the perfect. It was perfect. Uh, yeah, music for it. Music was cool. <laughs> I put sound effects in at the top for all this stuff, but also the music itself is mm-hmm. almost made from like iron works, right? And so those sounds worked Helped. with the hammer. Yeah, the hammer yeah. and the metal that we were doing the one with. little i think misstep it's not even a misstep is that we went and did a color session and the the colorist didn't quite get what we were going for and so we blew out all the saturation and everything on the piece and so we actually after thinking about it um and showing each other some images of the born ultimatum and born identity the kind of blue cast. the transformers look yeah transformers i'd love to take a crack look. at the color yeah. oh you still don't like the color 
So oh, we changed this is it. the final? Yeah, yeah, so we changed it. We changed to, it. It's to not a different the old version. It's new. It's <laughs> to a different version. Cast, cast uh, I'm it. just saying I'd love to take a crack at the color. That's all. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you can, I guess. You're, You're going to have to dead into to. Uh, my uh, busy December schedule. You're yeah. To. Uh, okay. Well, I can give you that footage. But now that, now that we, you know, made that decision, hopefully... That, I hear uh, what you're saying, though. I think the, the idea is where, you, where it wants to be. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's there. Uh, yeah. I would just love to take a crack at it. It's just totally, a totally, bro. Uh, any it. other aspects to this thing? Well, Scott was there too. Should mm-hmm. give a shout out to Scott. Yeah, he, he did helped the writing. write some he of the, the thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. He wrote some of the monologue for the mm-hmm. boss. I got to give a shout out to Josh, who yeah. is my coworker, who has he's a really talented editor, and he has been watching these things as as we make them and giving feedback, and um, always really astute feedback. And when we needed somebody to do this voice. I thought of him, and so awesome. Josh was excited and willing to do it. He was so like eager to do multiple <laughs> takes. And he's like, dude, am I giving you what you need? Like, you, we need to do it again. We had already done it like four or five times. I'm like, no, man, it's good. It's good. That's you know, cool. I'm just going to throw the phone EQ on there so it sounds mm-hmm. like a telephone, and then we'll be good. You guys have so many friends that are enthusiastic about these projects. Oh, man, it's so great. Yeah. Yeah, people just like to make stuff, I think. Yeah. I think I'm, that's something I'm really excited about too is once we finally release this stuff and then um, we're actually going to make videos asking for help from people, you know, from yeah. our viewers and be like, hey, this, you know, we're looking for people to help us with these projects. If you want to help, just let us know. Is and, it going to um, be on Vimeo or YouTube? Both, I think. Both. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. we, the part of, the part that makes this unsustainable is having to do everything. Right. And partly we're doing everything because we want to have control, you know? Um, but if there were people who, and I can hire people to do the job, but I can only push them so far based off of how much I'm be willing to pay for something that essentially we're not going to make any money off of. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and also, I mean, the, the collaboration starting small makes a lot of sense. We, we can see how you work with a small crew with three people or whatever. As it grows, I think there was one, I don't remember which one, but the, when you work with more people, it sometimes slows things down. Oh, by a lot. Yeah. Um, and then it's like too many cooks sort of thing. Mm-hmm. How Coming many up with ideas right? was uh, with multiple people is stressful, I feel mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. It's better when it's a small, like two, two three people. Brain Once trust. it gets bigger, it, it gets... For me, it's like, well, I don't want to make people feel like I don't like their ideas or, you know, like discourage people from contributing or anything. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want to make something I don't want to make. Okay, what more do we got to say? Uh, I think uh, that's it. I think The Purge was a, was a fun one to do. It was a last minute, uh, you know, exchange for 3001, but I think we did a good job and I like it. People like it and it's funny. Yeah, it's a minute long. Yeah. Minute it does long. a lot in a minute. Yeah, it's fun. A minute. I still I just like the idea and it's not like over the top in any way is not that that's a bad thing, you know, it's like where nudity gets comes into play or anything. It's just pretty just straightforward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just fun. That's something we didn't ever do was a lot of nudity. We didn't do any nudity except for Will's butt. Yeah, that's true. I'm kind of sad about that. I think we should do more. Do you want to show your dick? And no, I mean I don't. Not my dick. I mean just like. Oh okay. We just never uh, did a lot more nudity. Than there's that, no. There's no sex scenes. You want boobs? Yeah, there's no sexiness. We didn't. We didn't really do You're any right, sexiness. We're not really sexy. No sex yeah. scenes. 
Oh, we, we didn't do any sex scenes, but we didn't do any really sexiness. Yeah. And flirting. We did flirting. Yeah, some flirting. Sexiness. I mean, most of these fall in line with, like, funny. Right. That's true. Is funny sexy? It can be. <laughs> on anyway, our next right, episode uh, thank you so much for tuning <laughs> yeah, thank in you guys for uh, and stay tuned for our next uh, short and our next podcast thanks guys bye later if you want to see the rest of the films you can go to 20th Century Fox that's 20andfaux.com or you can check us out on YouTube Vimeo or Facebook if you're interested in filmmaking or the filmmaking process, I've started an Instagram and a YouTube page called Indie Film Insider. It's at Indie Film Insider for Instagram and Indie Film Insider on YouTube. Check it out. And I also have another podcast called The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. That's Z-E-H-L-D-A. And it is a narrative retelling of the classic Super Nintendo game, fully cinematically sound designed. And uh, if that sounds like it's up your alley, then go ahead and check it out. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time.